Welcome to the She's Valiant podcast, where we talk about real women's issues like taking the big leap in careers, starting a business, money, and choosing courageous actions when times get tough. We'll certainly discuss what business can and should look like as feminine leaders. At She's Valiant, we believe in elevating women in business and that women should be in all places where decisions are being made. We are so glad you're here. Well, since I've moved back to kind of like my hometown here, I've been doing a lot of networking and a lot of like getting out and seeing friends. And um, I've been seeing a lot of people who maybe I've worked with before or people I've, you know, had in my network at, you know, before I moved and when I was in corporate America and it's reminding me of, you know, like you smell something and it takes you back to when yeah. you're and you're yeah. like, Oh, I know exactly how I felt at mm. that time and good, bad or otherwise, you know? And, um, but you know, it's kind of like that, like it's this, this memory of, and it's, reminding me of how I felt when I was here before. Um, I was really, really burned out on all fronts, on my life, on my work. And it's bringing up for me, you know, just how, how confused I was on, you know, like what is the conditioning I don't know that I had that terminology then, but like uh, my ideas about life and work and, you know, what expectations there are of me and, and versus what I meant to do and how I meant to be. And, you know, the way I showed up at work and at home, you know, trying to compare myself to other people who are, who I believe are doing it well. And like, I'm not measuring up or my body doesn't look the right way. And, and just like getting so burned out and hung up on, I just like that noise, that constant noise of, of like, you're just not doing it right. You're not enough. You don't have this. You don't, you're, you're screwing this up or, you know, you should have more by now. You should be doing more. You should be more. You're not enough. And I think that's what burned me out being like three years later. Anyway, all that to say, being reminded of who I was then. And I have a lot of compassion for her, for that gal, because she was working really hard. And I know she was operating in a deficit, but it like shows me how far I've come. Hmm. So are you proud in these? I mean, obviously you hate to see somebody struggle or you hate to see somebody in a position that you once were when you were struggling. Let me put it that way. Yeah. Um, but for yourself, I mean, are you proud of how far you've come? Oh, absolutely. I think when you're, when you look back, when you look back and you actually take real stock of like, all of the the accomplishments you've made and all the things you've done and all the growth, then it's like, it's really eye opening. And I encourage people to do that pretty regularly because we can get caught up in the day to day of like this needle's not moving. Mm. But if you really truly zoom out and you get honest with yourself, like you've probably done a lot. And I know women work really hard and do a lot and you zoom out and it's like, Oh shit. Like I, I have done a lot and I have, I have done a lot of work on myself and 
you know. It's, I think it's hard for me to see people, especially close to you, that are in a place where you once were, and you almost sometimes want to just shake them and be yeah. like, sister, I promise that like these couple small things will change everything for you, but you have to continuously do the things and try to look at the positive instead of the negative. Don't let fear drive you. Like sometimes it's really, really hard to, to see somebody that you care about going down either the same road or similar road that you've been down on. And that road just caused pain. You know, it's it for me, it's hard. I have a couple people in my life like that. And I'm like, oh my God, just listen to me. But I think people have to experience stuff on their own to get to a point. So, yeah, I mean, it's like the human condition, like it's, it's their story and they've got to, they've got to go through that and learn that lesson on their own. Like you Mm. can't, you can't learn a lesson for somebody else. And, and sometimes, sometimes, sometimes not like, like it's hard, genuinely difficult to watch someone you care a lot about to go through the same thing is like, don't do what I do. Or don't do yeah. what I do. Yeah. Do it do it a different way. And, and sometimes we can share insights, but at the end of the day, it's their, their mistake to make and yay for them because they learned a lesson, you know? And so. Right. And I'm not in their shoes, you know, like yeah. it, even though it may look, smell and taste like the same situation, I'm still not with them behind closed doors to know really everything. So I think that's for me where I tell myself like, okay, look, I I do not want that person to judge a situation I'm in. So I'm not going to judge them. Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes it's, we're trying to give them the advice or give, we want to give them the advice because it makes us uncomfortable. Like it's going to make us feel Mm -hmm. better if it, th- their situation is going to be more palatable to us. That's true. Listener, that's a really good them, point. And that's not always fair. That's a you good know? point. Yeah. Because sometimes your girlfriend just needs to hear, you know what, that fucking sucks. And I'm sorry. Yeah. That. Yes. Yeah. I agree with that completely. I totally yeah. agree with that. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And so you said you've been doing a lot of networking. Yeah, I've been so I've been doing a lot of networking. Um, I brag that I'm I really really enjoy networking. Mm-hmm. Um, networking isn't a fun sexy word to me, but you know it's relationship building. It's you know making business friends. I don't know whatever you want to call it, but it's it's really fun for me. Um, I enjoy having you know, a network of people, you know, that you can call on or, or say, Hey, you know, I, I met Susie last week and she could be a really good compliment to your career or, you know, or she, she might have a business opportunity for you and like connecting people in my network. Yeah, being or, a connector. Yeah, yeah. That or, um, do you, you know, know people get paid to do that? Really? I know. Yes. People oh. get paid to do that. And I'm like, I had no idea if I got paid for all the connections I've put together, I'd have some dough. Seriously. 
But yeah, some people get paid to do that. But anyway, sorry to interrupt you. No, I feel like I want to know more about that. But mm-hmm. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like money? What? Huh? Yeah, I know. Well, hey, it catches my attention. And that's okay. <laughs> what, what is yeah. it? Um, sniffers.com? That's that's always out there. That's is the it? underwear selling. Is it? Sniffer? sniffer? Okay. Yeah. See? I know things. What's that got to do with networking? It's about money, not networking. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was trying to make that connected. Like, <laughs> I'm talking about money. Okay. Oh my god. Ugh. Okay. Anyway, I'm now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Back to networking because this is clearly my mind yeah. is elsewhere making money. Okay. Yeah. Networking. But yeah, I mean, there's a huge power in networking, and I don't know like where we want to go with this, but I. I think from what I know about women and I know men network and all that jazz, but I feel like there's from my experience, it feels like a much more genuine experience or like I've had really great. I've had, I've had some shitty experiences with networking with women. Don't get me wrong. Cause we can, everybody knows that woman who, you know, we've all been burned by a woman. We've said that in another episode, we've all been burned by a woman. So I won't go into that, but Mostly like I, I, my experience has been uh, like my favorite question that, that a woman can ask is how can I support you? Yeah. How can I support you in your business or how can I support you in your career? I think that's hard to answer to you. Yeah. It's hard to answer because we are not always really great with asking for help. Right. Right. And so, you know, we're kind of like a, like a people who say, you know, if, if it's going to be done right, I might as well do it myself or, you know, you know, like we, we're not always well-versed. So our, our take, and I don't know if it should be take because it really is growing on me, but we are two totally different people when it comes to networking. Say more. I don't like it. Oh, I like, okay. I, I I don't like big groups of people. Let me put it that way. I really enjoy individuals or, you know, it's a very, very small group conversation, but large group, I, I, I don't care for it. Now, I really enjoy the planning and the ins and outs and um, the different things like that for events, but the event itself, I don't, I don't care for it. Yeah. Well, does that make sense? Yeah. And I think, you know, I would probably describe you as an introvert. Do you feel? No, not really. Because I'm, I'm, no, I think it's an ambivert. Do you ambivert? Yeah. Well, like I, I go into a room full of people and like, I am, I, like, I, like my whole body is vibrating with energy. No, no, no. And so for, you know, a lot of times introverts, which, I come from a family of like my, both my parents are introverts and like, like that would drain them completely. You know, it's um, for me, like, it's like my insides are jumping. Like I am so energetic. It's not that it drains me. It's if, okay. If we're in a large group of, if we're in a large group of people and we have like breakout sessions, I like that. 
but mm-hmm. the large group of people where it's like seminar ish or um this kind of forced i don't know i have a hard time so here's here's what i kind of like about so like i really enjoy big events i really enjoy small events like i just i just want to be around people um and i know that that's not for everyone but i would rather come out of an event having had two really good conversations really like talking about real stuff with some two really good takeaways or next steps or you know like having had two really good conversations than to have met 50 people only having had like the surface level yeah no i'm i'm totally yeah totally with you on that because yeah because like you can meet 50 people but you know, like for what that may or may not garner anything, you know, like you didn't get in, you get, didn't get to know that person. And so, and yeah, there's, there's always the follow-ups and everything. And which I love that game too of, you know, follow up and Hey, I met you here. And, you know, you know, now, would you like to meet up for coffee, but to be clear, you and I met in a networking group. Right. So yeah. I think I think we're you know I know you you love that stuff but I am certainly glad I'm a part of it, um, you know because if nothing else your relationship or our relationships yeah. come out of it. <laughs> yeah. I've gotten lots of other good things out of networking, but sometimes it's exhausting. I I want to talk about this just a little bit more because you really helped me this week. I think it was yesterday when. I told you that I had a situation at a networking thing and just to be simple, this woman was extra snotty for no reason. And I was working the event, right? So I was, I was there as a worker in this event. Um, but I'm also on the board of this networking group. So, you know, anyway, so I think I can't remember exactly how I worded it to you other than I felt like I was being judged or whatever. And this woman like completely was dismissive and rude to me while I was manning my station. Right. Um, and tell, repeat what you said to me. Cause it really, really, it really did help. So really I heard you say, I heard you say that, you know, like, like what you just said, you felt dismissed. You felt like she was, she was dismissive here. You hold a position on the, you know, like you are a part of making this function happen. Right. Cause anyone on the board, it takes all hands. Right. And so you're a part of the leadership of this organization and you're being dismissed in, you know, and so what I was hearing you say is that like to to fill in the lines a little bit is that like your brain started braining and started like taking big leaps to connect to like why that was about you. Mm-hmm. But my thought about that is she was, I don't know who it is. I don't, I don't, couldn't even guess. Right. So like, I mean, Susie walks into this room full of women And, you know, she's walking into a group and she could have had a shitty morning or she could have had, you know, like maybe her boss yelled at her and she walks into this group of women, which let's just 
call a thing a thing can be intimidating as hell because we all know how women could be Mm -hmm. and, and could be feeling on edge. And so that's the way her insecurity comes out is if I act aloof, if I act superior, that's the way I'm going to overcompensate for my own insecurities. And I know that all too well because I've done it. And I'm going to sit in that. Um, so, and when you know better, you do better, right? Like when you audit yourself and you realize, okay, I don't have to be such a bitch. It's about me and I'm making it about other people. But what all, I said that to just kind of say like, it may not have been about you. And, and like it, at the end of the day, like it's not taking any money out of your pocket or she's not going to disrupt your life in any way. Like let her go. And deal with her own stuff but yeah yeah other than mentioning it to you i hadn't thought about it you know since that thing so but i i just so many times come kind of like what you just said you know walking into a room full of women i mean uh yeah that's a little intimidating especially if you're new i've never seen this person before i don't know who they are i can't remember like i there was lots of people that day um but i remember how i felt right so i guess I mean, honestly, as you start to network, you need to keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. It's not always about you. Oh, yeah. Her hurting my feelings in something that honestly didn't last 15 seconds in her behavior. I'm going to chalk it up to uh, that wasn't about me, you know? It wasn't about you. And the other side of that coin is when this comes up for me, and it comes up for for me a lot, when I go back and kind of replay the thoughts that kind of came up for me, like in, in those, in those types of situations, I I replay the thoughts that, that came up, like that says like, you know, she, she just didn't want to talk to you because you're a big girl. Or she she thinks she's better than you because she could tell that she makes more money than me. Or, you know, like whatever it is that your your inner critic or your, you know, your ego starts to tell you to like break you down. Like get real curious about where did that come from? And, you know, where did that come from? And do I need to have like a dialogue with myself to say, like, girl. That's not true. Like there, you have no evidence to back that up. Mm. So good stuff. Yeah. But networking and going into places that you're, you don't know many people or you're meeting new people. Like it's just, it can be a very vulnerable place to be. And I know networking scares the hell out of a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, I know for me, I don't, I don't suffer. I'll, you know, I don't suffer with anxiety, but in the moments I have felt anxiety or anxious or anxiety creeping up is when I'm literally walking into situations like that. It doesn't take long. It dissipates because there's always kind people in there. Even if there are a couple not so kind, there's always kind people, you know, so it, it kind of dissipates pretty quick, but it's always been around 
gatherings, like big events, either big, I say big events, you know, events with lots of people, um, at least for me. So, but I have learned that too, just pushing through it, pushing through it and you can enjoy, you can actually enjoy it. It's fun yeah. get to know people and, you know, help do, you know, do your part with whatever you're investing in, you know, it's right. It's good. I think it's good. Hey, will you tell me, you, you have to, t- <laughs> it doesn't have to be the exact story, but you went to a networking event in Louisville not long ago. And something happened to you <laughs> and you were just real casual about it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Was it when I fell? Yes. Okay. Oh my God. So- I tell it story. <laughs> I would have died. And you're like, yeah, I do it all the time. Like, yeah, I fall a lot. I fall a lot. And I know there, there's someone who, who because I've mentioned this in my TikToks before, that I fall a lot. It's just kind of like one of the things that you have to get used to if you're going to be in my world. Um, <laughs> and someone on TikTok started commenting. This is not what you asked me to talk about. But someone t- commented on like, like commented a couple of times on this particular video. I talked about my falling. Um, like, I really think you should get checked out. Like you might have, and I, and I get it. Like, I guess they had someone in their life who fell a lot and like vertigo or something. And like, I was, I I don't remember what it was, but like ended Mm -hmm. up having a medical condition that was concerning. And, um, and I, and I hear that person totally. Um, for me, it's wearing too confident, wearing certain shoes, um, not, not paying, ever paying attention to where I'm walking. Um, being in too much of a hurry. Like I, like it's, it's all the things that like are are easily remedied. Not walking on mulch um, is another one. I don't know, just lots of, you know, you know, lots of, you know, like easily fixable things. Anyway, let me back up. So last summer actually went to this um, large networking event. I mean, it was a very big event and I was so excited because I was back in my hometown and I was going to get to see people that I knew and meet new people and just have a great time. And it was like the the networking before the function started, right? So like I'm hugging and we're seeing people and I'm shaking hands and feeling so confident and so powerful and, um, you know, wearing the power suit and the whole deal. And I get a text from a friend who's like, hey, I'm here. I'm at table such and such. And I'm like, great, I'm on my way. I'm on my way, boo. And I (laughs) fall in the middle. You know, the thing like that things that cover up like wires in an event, like it's uh, like like these plastic Mm -hmm. pieces. And I fell, I tripped over that because I wasn't looking where I was going. I didn't see what was on the floor because I wasn't looking at the floor. I never look at the floor. I never look at the surface upon which I'm walking <laughs> ever. I just have so much confidence that the so floor take care of me. Anyway, so I fall I, flat on my belly and these people are standing next to me and I go and I, and they're like, oh, are you okay? And I'm super embarrassed, but you know, in the, in the moment I'm embarrassed, but you know, I said, you didn't see a thing. And they were like, I got you. And they turned around and went on with their life. So I scurried over to my friend I was meeting, who's a coach, by the way, and gave her a hug. And I said, oh, so like, that was super embarrassing. I just fell. And she was like, you know, nobody's thinking about you. Hmm. 
She was like, they've already forgotten about you. People are the the centers of their own universe. Mm -hmm. Nobody's thinking about you. And it was the single piece of advice that was so significant, so huge. And I've thought about that so often. Anytime that I'm squirreling out, like I'm spinning out about, oh gosh, I haven't posted on social in a while, my business. And I, you know, it's, been a while and or or oh I you know I just posted this they're gonna think I'm stupid or I you know I said this and they're no one is thinking about you hmm that's good and bad right well here's the way it helps me is that like no one has a logbook and is taking notes taking mm. school mm-hmm and so, like, keep trying, keep being out there. You know, you know, it doesn't matter if you, if you if you made a mistake, celebrate it, take the L, learn the lesson, and do different next time. No one is concentrating on you like that. And if they are, you probably need to evaluate, reevaluate why they're in your life because ain't nobody got time for that. So but, along, yeah, I'm go ahead. sorry, along those lines. How do you, and I don't think obviously anybody's keeping track of how often we post on social. However, I do feel like people are watching. People are watching. Yes, because like if you're, yes, they do watch you. And like there's a balance, but no one's really, they're watching you through the lens of how how they are impacted or how how can they use you or how can does that make yeah sense? because they're still self-absorbed yes so then watching somebody else is based if someone on were watching what's me better for them if someone were watching me fall and yes there could have been somebody who thought that was funny and and you know see the big lady fall on the the ground and she wasn't watching where she was going it was funny like it is what it is, you know, but she got up, but if I someone, if so, yeah, if someone was watching me, they probably thought, oh shit, she just bounced right back on up and went on about her life. Mm-hmm. That's probably the most that they thought about it. But like to, for me to get in the mindset of everyone's forgotten about it is what I needed to get over it myself. Mm-hmm. And yes, more than likely, or I know that people saw me, right? And people thought about me in that moment. But I'm hopeful that someone watched me get right back up and carry on with my life. And I'm hopeful. And they would have been watching that from the standpoint of, okay, that gives me permission to get right back up too. Because Mm -hmm. they're going to fall at some point in their life. We all are. We've all fallen. You're not going to start preaching, are you? I feel like I am. Okay. <laughs> you picked the right book to preach out of. <laughs> it's only Saturday, Mae. It's not Sunday yet. Mm. So I think along with that, like reputation, you, our reputation. So it's, it depends. I, I think it's a little bit different for companies that are, like local brick and mortars or that are um, 
service local clients rather than yourself where you service clients all over the country. Um, I think it's a little bit different, but I know for a long, long time, I was so, so, so concerned about not concerned in a bad way, but I was, I, I was hyper. Like I thought about my reputation too much. Like it was too much. Like I was putting a lot of pressure on myself to perform a certain way too. So I have a, my license plate has one of my company names on it, on my car. And I've, I keep that in mind or I used to keep that in mind while I was driving down the street because I don't want some blowback to come off of, you know, my reputation as a driver or whatever. Um, but I think it's interesting, especially in small business. And I don't want to get way off topic here, but, you know, if we're talking about networking and people seeing us or not seeing us or, you know, whatever. Um, I think it's interesting how we take so much time and so much effort into building our brand or our reputation. And it just takes such a short, quick thing to disrupt that. Um, and that's terrifying to think about that, especially if you're serving local, you know, like if you're a local business um, and I think about, I mean, I don't know, we're so, the political climate is such a crazy thing right now and has been for a while, but um, like there was a local pizza place and this woman had complained. I think she had posted a um, bad review on Google. Google. Well, the owner got on there and was arguing with her and then she came back on there and then he came back on there and then. Yeah, it's messy. I guess ultimately he was calling her a Karen and some people were super, super offended by that and they will not go back there. Mm. But I was, every time I drive by there, that place is packed. So I don't know, maybe. Usually those situations wash because the people who weren't really in his corner anyway. I mean, I don't know what the situation was, but the people who weren't in his corner anyway won't be going. But that interaction probably, like his super fans of the establishment, mm-hmm. are that much more loyal to the mm-hmm. to the place now. You know, but if you're building that super fandom. He, that's hard. I mean, I just recently, so I recently purchased a business that was, is customer facing. My other stuff is business facing. So I get Google reviews, which have been primarily excellent. Yes. But when we first took over, we changed the pricing structure to, to, you know, get within industry standards and it pissed a couple people off. And I got some kind of grumpy, maybe just one grumpy, like the ripping us off, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, and I was kind of stunned. I was like, I've not had to deal with this before. Yeah. Because my reviews are from my clients typically and they're happy. Here's an unhappy customer. So it's different. I mean, I feel like that's that goes to reputation because people look at I look at reviews when I go places or buy things or whatever. I mean, I don't know. But it's isn't like, it interesting how you can get 
a ton of praise and, and uh, gratitudes and good reviews, but it just takes that one to make you go, Oh, maybe I am a piece of shit. Yeah. Even if it's just for a moment. Yeah. But it's just, it just takes that one, which is the shows the power of negative thoughts. They are powerful. And so when people sit with them and entertain those negative thoughts, it takes over. And that's the danger of it. So it's, I would say, take that negative review for what it's worth. You don't know who wrote it. Someone who, you know, there's always going to be someone who is going to be critical of what you do. No matter what your platform is. I mean, we've gotten tens of five-star reviews since then, right? So everything's right. fine. But I I guess I just think about that in our reputation since, like, we're trying to build something great in the community or in, in whatever space you're serving in. And the thought that your reputation for being a good company or good steward or whatever you are can be completely snatched away I worry about that all the time, Jennifer. I mean, and, and I'm not like a local. In your space? Business. You do? Yes. Yes. I have really? 44,000 followers on TikTok. And I'm, it's, and I will say I'm probably in this space right now of just kind of being frozen about like, okay, what do I say now? One of my recent videos is kind of in that similar vein of like, I got a ton of positive but then, like, there's a few people who, like, I mean, I was called racist. And, uh, you know, if you watch it, it's, and you understand the context of it. Yeah. I you think know, I know like, what you're talking about. Well, and it, just to put a little meat on that bone, there's a creator. Um, I'm going to go ahead and plug her because I think everyone should be following her. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Miss Kenny. That's M-I-S-S-K-E-N-N-I on TikTok. Uh, she's also on Instagram as well. Um, she is an amazing human who her whole thing is she does um, aggressive compliments or combative compliments. I apologize. Combative compliments. So she, her whole thing is, and I'm trying to, trying to get her, her on here. I so love to talk her. To her yes. But she is, you know, kind of does that thing where it's like, look at you having the nerve to sit there looking so beautiful. And, you know, so the tone is combative, but mm-hmm. she gives compliments. And so I took the Karen approach of, you know, we've got a problem with this creator. You need to go back and look at her content. I hope that, you know, and I kind of go into the thing of like, I hope that you never know what it's like to run out of toilet paper. I hope that, you know, and I just, I let her have it. As right? a Karen. As a Karen. Yeah. Wishing nothing but good things for her. And there's some people who just didn't get it. And that's okay. Like you have to go back and dig into the context, right? A little bit. Um, they just watch like two seconds of it. They watch. If you watch the first half of it, you think, oh, here we go again. Yeah. Another white lady talking shit about a, you know, yes. She, Miss Kenny and I message back and forth sometimes um but she like i encourage if you have a tiktok or instagram profile i encourage you please go follow her because her content is amazing but all that to say my experience with that is 
I got overwhelming positive comments both on her side of her video because she was she did a stitch with mine. Um or a, a duet with mine is all the TikTok lingo. She did a duet with my mm-hmm. video. And so on both her account and my account got overwhelming positive reviews. I mean, she on her side, she got like three million views on on her wow. side. And yeah, I mean it's like it was huge. But it's just those small handful of comments from the people who probably kids who only watch the first few seconds plagued my mind. Mm. And it's like, why did I give why did I give so much space to those negative reviews when I got all these other people who were like, I support what you're doing here? But we do that. We, you know, we create ideas about who we are and what we're doing based on certain things it's like feeding that that ego the inner critic that tells us we're Mm. no good that's the importance like filling it up with all the positive and you know all the other things but yeah so what do you i feel like this kind of feeds into this question but like what about your your competitors might be a little bit different in your world with coaching, right, I don't really see the other coaches, especially coaches in my spaces, being competitors. Is that because you're the best, or because there oh. is no one like you? No. no, I don't. That like not every. If you're seeking a coach, or specifically a career coach, we'll just say career coach. I'm not for everyone, and I'm mm-hmm. not trying to be. And if what you're looking for, I don't have. I could probably, I have three or four coach friends that I could probably point you to and say, take a look at their content and see if, see if it makes sense to go with them. I refer people out all the time to other people. Um, so I don't look at, you know, cause I, I, I really, really work hard on like that concept of when she rises, we all rise. Yeah. And, and I believe fully in the whole, like just in networking that like, I'm going to help feed your business because I'm hoping that be reciprocal one day, but like, I really want to see other people succeed. But like with coaches is one coach does not, the one size doesn't fit all. It's like a therapist. Yeah. I mean, I I feel, feel like it's different, but the same, you know, I think in your situation for sure for us with somebody that's right down the street doing something like the same thing. Right. Their way you know, this customer facing business, it's like, I don't know, sometimes you, and I think part of the hard part too is staying in your lane, just knowing, just doing what you know is best for your company and not looking at theirs and what they're doing. Now that I can, I can absolutely get on board with because, and I know we're kind of veering off a little bit, but I get caught up in the or I have gotten caught up in the whole um, the whole process of watching someone else and thinking, damn, they did that really well. And I, I don't do, do things like that. Mm-hmm. I wish I'd thought of that. And, and then I try to, you know, imitate it or try to, you know, tailor myself or edit myself based on what they're doing. And it doesn't come off authentic. And that's, that's the current space I'm in is trying to figure out for my business. What is my authentic voice and how I, how I want to do things. 
And part of, and I'll kind of segue into um, probably what we're going to be talking about in future episodes is what I'm, what I'm learning to do is figuring out like what pleases me, Mm. what feels good to me and authentic and powerful for me that breaks down some of the conditioning of what I feel have felt like I should be so that people can hear me clear, more clear, clearly. Stepping into your truth and speaking it. By figuring out what that is, what, what, what feels good to me and how am I going to deliver that in a way that feels powerful to me? But you're well on your way in that journey. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about what you're working on. Um, I think doing what pleases you is incredibly important Mm. because at the end of the day, you're what you're all you have, you know, at the end of the day, you have to be happy or you should be happy with yourself, you know? Right. So that's, that's excellent. Yeah. I think looking, Oh, that's um, one of the people I had interviewed on this podcast probably a year ago, um, Melissa Thomas with Emerson Grace Photography. She said that she stopped following these other photographers. She does newborn photography. She stopped following them to make sure that she didn't duplicate, unintentionally duplicate what they were doing in her photography. Cause you know, there's lots of trends. There's lots yeah. of things like that. And she, she said, I had to stop following them to make sure that I was staying authentic and what I was doing. And I wasn't picking up the cool things that they were doing, you know? Yeah. So she, she worked really hard to remove herself from competitors or from other people in her industry. So she could be unique in what she was doing. Well, I'm I'm slowly trying to move away from being a social media consumer mm. and moving into a social media creator. And that's that's going to be part of it. And I, I don't feel compelled to unfollow because I think c- just because I know how valuable the follow, the almighty follow and like can be. But um, I because I, I definitely want to still have connection to these amazing souls who are, you know, in my industry, yeah. but, but the, but I, I, I think moving away from consuming and where I think this is relevant to anyone who's, you know, maybe you know, you're in your career or, you know, sometimes it's putting on the blinders. Don't look left. Don't look right. Just grind. This advice was given to me once upon a time. Don't look left. Don't look right. Cause just cause what's working for her or for him doesn't always mean that that's your path and we can get caught up into that comparison game. And that is the thief of joy. I'll, I'll tell you. Yeah. Boom. Sure. We have um, brought it with this business. I just bought, we brought a service to our town or this community um, that wasn't here. Like it's in larger places, but the service, this particular service was not provided here. So we have been pretty excited to be like, Hey, I know you don't know the service, but this is what it is. This is how we do. So we're having to educate a lot 
because people around here are like, what, what is this? Could this be like, are they, how are they doing this? You know, that kind of thing. Um, well, we had a, um, sister ish, sister ish, meaning being similar, but different company pop up on social media and is now offering this service. Mm like quick. We knew it was coming. We knew that there would be people to come to do this, but we thought we'd have at least, you know, six or eight months under our belt here with the service and we just didn't get it. So the initial punch in the gut sucked so bad because I, it just kind of took, I feel like it kind of took wind out of my sail and I had two people send this post to me like, oh, look what they're doing. Ha ha. I can't let you have all the fun. You know, kind of one of those things. And I was like, holy shit, like, damn it. Just, I just wanted a couple more months to get this really off. We're working with, you know, a production company. We're, we're working on our marketing. Like we're doing, we're trying to get all of this stuff up and going and these jackasses show up, Yeah, ah, you know, but then you realize too, it's like, we're different. Yeah. Our clients are not going to be their clients. And part of that's because they charge twice as much. Just mm-hmm. a little thing. But their clients are going to be different than who we are attractive to. So I don't know, even though I, I my philosophy is you have to kind of be aware or or not have your head in the sand about what other people are doing, but you definitely can't because you have to stay your course. Right. You know, you definitely can't change or do something that is like an emotional knee jerk, knee jerk reaction to right. what other people are doing in your industry. Right. So, yeah. but I do feel like people are watching. Yeah. They're watching, especially in business. People are, but you can't, but where, where the advice is of no one, you know, no one's looking at you. No one's thinking about you. Is they may be watching, but they're not thinking about you. They're thinking about themselves. Right. For sure. And so like you just like that's the the takeaway is like just don't look left, don't look right. Don't worry about them. Just do you. Yeah. That's really good advice. Yeah. I'm full of it. <laughs> you certainly are, <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of the She's Valiant podcast. Please like, share, subscribe, and follow so we can continue to share more empowering content. If you would like to drop us a line about topics you'd like to hear us cover, or you know of an amazing woman that wants to share her story, please contact us at she'svaliantpodcast at gmail.com.